The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. Please stand out of respect for the words and works of Jesus. The Holy Gospel, and this already the third Passion reading during the season of Lent, is found in Mark chapter 14. And the sermon this morning will be based on, on the second part of our lesson, the trial of Jesus. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me, but the Scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, the elders, and the teachers of the law came together. Peter followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death, but they did not find any. Many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not agree. Then some stood up and gave this false testimony against Jesus. We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands, and in three days we'll build another not made with hands. Yet even, their even then their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his clothes. Why do we need any more witnesses? He asked. You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him as worthy of death. Then some began to spit at him. They blindfolded him, struck him with their fists, and said, Prophesy! And the guards took him and beat him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. 
Please be seated. There is a silence that shouts. And this is one of those moments where there is a silence that shouts. It's as if you're in the middle of Maine in the darkness and and you can hear nothing except the silence, but your ears are screaming. The highest of religious authorities had just confronted Jesus. What are they saying against you? Will you not defend yourself? And there was nothing. There was no response. There was no defense. There was simply silence as if the head of the snake had been cut off and the silence was wriggling in its misery. This was a silence that that screamed. And this silence had been going on for some time. (laughs) They had arrested Jesus apparently after midnight. And and after these religious leaders had probably been tucked into bed by their beautiful wives at night, somebody must have sent a messenger around around 1 a.m. or 2 a.m., and told them, you got to come now because we got Jesus and we're going to judge him. And this is when they begin to, to haul all the witnesses out and, and all of the old charges started to come out. You know the charges that we're all so familiar with. This guy, well, he claims that he can forgive sins and only God can do that, they said. Other witnesses came forward and they said, this guy is a devil worshiper. How else, could he, how else could he expel demons? And others came forward and said, you know, in kind of irony, this great irony, this guy was nice to people on the Sabbath. This guy actually healed people on the Sabbath. And they brought out witness after witness after witness. And finally, there was two witnesses that, that kind of sort of agreed. They said, this guy actually said, that he was going to destroy what Moses built up. He's going to destroy the temple and build it back in three days. But then they questioned the witnesses. Where did Jesus say that? And one maybe said, well, well, at the temple. And the other one said, next to the, Rio, the, the Jordan River. And they didn't agree. Each time a charge went up against Jesus, they would ask Jesus, Jesus, is this true? And each time, the charge was met with silence. There would be no defense. The high priest, you can imagine, was frustrated with the proceedings and how they were going. I mean, he, they knew that they wanted to condemn Jesus to death, but they had nothing on him. And so the high priest, he gets up in the middle of all of these accusations and he plants himself right in front of Jesus. And he says, are you not going to answer Jesus? What are these charges? What are these things that they're saying against you? And these two religious titans 
stared at each other, wondering who would break the silence first. And the silence shouted, and Jesus said, nothing. Absolutely nothing. It wasn't, it wasn't the response that the, that the high priest thought he would get. It really wasn't. I mean, usually, normally, when people are, are accused of anything, let alone capital crimes, there's a defense that goes up. There, there's the cry of innocence, I didn't do it. They're lying about me, but, but he gets nothing. Just silence. Some, some people think that maybe Jesus was playing some kind of psychological power move. Like, you know how Leonardo da Vinci, he actually said this. He said that, that nothing strengthens authority so much as silence. But that's not what this was. And other, other people think that, that, well, maybe Jesus is just deciding he's not going to play along with the kangaroo, kangaroo court. Maybe Jesus is just deciding he's not going to participate in, in the already predetermined verdict. He's just going to stay silent, but that's not what's going on here either. The Holy Scriptures actually prophesied that this day would come. Isaiah said it. Not just once, but twice. In Isaiah 53, he said that Jesus would stay silent. He said, He was oppressed and afflicted. Here's the first time. Yet He did not open His mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shears is silence. silent. Second time. So he did not open his mouth. You want to know why he stayed silent? Because he was guilty of our sin. Our sin was imputed to him in this moment, and there was no defense. Jesus was God's Lamb. Although He was innocent in us, and because of our sinfulness, He was guilty. Guilty as sin and worthy of death and the sentence that was pronounced over His head. He was all Israel in this moment, reduced down to one. And that's what our hymn said. We sang it. We said, we said this, we sang it together. These are the crimes that tell the tale of human guilt. Our sins, our death, our hell. And on, the, on these, the case is built to this world's power. The Lord stays dumb. This guilt is ours. No answers come. The silence that shouted was this cry. We're guilty. We did this. 
Do I need to bring out the witnesses? I don't know if you've ever been through a trial, but it's an awful thing. Should I bring out the witnesses? Should, 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 I, should I trot out your little sister this morning? And will your little sister testify that there was this one time where you were fighting over this toy, this toy, and since you didn't get it, you balled up your little fist, and you hit her as hard as you could, and if you were an adult, you would have hurt her, and you would have hurt her badly. Should I get out the witnesses? Should, should I bring out that boy that you were with when you were a teenager? And it was late at night. And if your daddy knew what you were doing, if he knew, oh, should I get out the witnesses? Should, should, should we invite your ex, your ex up here? Should we? What, what would he say? What would, what would she say about you? Do, do we need to do this? Do we have to prove the guilt? Should, should we get out your adult children if you're an older adult? Should we get out your adult children and really ask him to be really super honest about the kind of parent that you were when you were growing when when they were growing up? Should we do it? Would you would you be brought into silence by the accusations and the truth that's shared? This is our guilt. This is our lamb. It, it must have stayed silent in there for some time as, as Jesus and, and, the, and the high priest were like staring at each other. But then all of a sudden, the high priest, he broke the silence. Jesus had stayed silent. And the high priest said this to Jesus, and it was really the very best question, he said, are you the Messiah? The Son of the Blessed One? It's really two questions in one. And, and it's a magnificent question. Two questions in one. Are you the Messiah? Yes. Are you the Son of the Blessed One? Are you, have you been in relationship with the Father since all eternity? Are you the promised Messiah who is the very Son of God. And Jesus says this back. It's the most important book in the, it, verse in the whole Gospel of Matthew. He simply says this. He breaks the silence and He says, I am. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. I'm the Messiah. I am the Son of God. I am the Son of the Blessed One. Yes, I definitely am. And I think, I think we need to lean into that question. That is, that is the best question for us this morning. I mean, we need to ask this question of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, are You the One who was promised to Eve that would come and crush the serpent's head? And Jesus says, yes, 
I am. Jesus, Jesus, are you the one who has promised to Abraham the seed that would be a blessing to all nations? Yes, I am. Jesus, are you saying that you are true God and that your death means righteousness for all? Yes, I am. Jesus, are, are you then saying that, 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 that this trial is also my trial and that in you I'm also condemned? Yes, I am. Jesus, are you saying that, that when you are condemned to death that I am then set free? Yes. I am. Should I bring out the witnesses? You think about what Matthew said. He witnessed to it. Matthew said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Paul said it in our second lesson. He's a witness to this. Paul said, there is now no condemnation, none, zero, for those who are in Christ Jesus. Peter was a witness. Peter said, He Himself bore our sins in His body on the cross. I'm a witness. That in Christ, we are set free from all condemnation. This trial was ours. And when He was condemned to death, we were set free and we were justified. And there is no double jeopardy. There is no double jeopardy. What this means for us is that we have got to stop we have just got to stop with the self-condemnation. If God does not condemn you, and He does not, then who are you to condemn yourself? I think this is hard for Christians to really get. Because we see ourselves stumble day after day. We see ourselves make so little progress in our life of sanctification. And we get to the end of the day, and what do we do? We judge ourselves. But God does not judge you. I think sometimes we think, I think sometimes we think, wow, I am so humble because I'm so judgmental on myself. But you know what that really is? That's pride. That's only pride because you say that your verdict is more meaningful than God's. You've got to stop with the self-condemnation and live in the fact. Think of it. We are set free from all condemnation. Leave the past in the past. Leave that trial that happened in Jesus' name 2,000 years ago in the past. 
and rise to new life in Him. Amen.